York party. Oh no! Welcome to Craft. Yeah, we're we're here today talking about the best kind of crank. Now you can make crank in your bathtub. You can make crank in your sink. Uh, we got here and Josh uh, had a mess all over his floor. He uh, forgot the first rule of crank in the bathtub. Uh, don't don't uh, don't 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 scrape your floor. That's Jeff. What's up, Wells? Just lost in. Kind of like the ending of Back to Back Street. I was just... That's what I was trying to tell you for so long. I know, I know. Don't bother, because you get to the end of it. No, we say don't bother. I'm looking forward to a little new installment coming out. Yeah, it's I am too. But yeah, I was just lost and confused. You know, we have to think it, so... Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. I, I'm sitting here trying to think of something. We started watching Why in the last minute. Um, he's alright. He's alright. He's alright. I mean, when you told me they killed it already, I'm like, yeah. well, well, well. I, I, like, so does that mean you aren't going to start it since you know you're probably not going to get more unless they pick it up somewhere else? Netflix, honestly, will, yeah. Netflix will pick it up. I mean, somebody should. You know, it is, honestly, it is content like, it is slowly plotting just like The Walking Dead. I can see where they thought they were going to get like 82 seasons just like The Walking Dead. Right. It's just like, come on, get on with it. I'm trying to remember. Probably like three, three or four episodes. So I'm trying to remember the original comic run. I think it was like 64, 67 issues, something like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, realistically, you could tell the story over three, four seasons if you, if you were to do it properly. Um, that is one of those series that has been rumored to be a television series and a movie since I read the book. Yeah. And we're in that world right now where, you know, everybody's just desperate for content. It doesn't matter. Like, people complain about this. You know, Scorsese and, and some of these others complain about Marvel movies and such. But, I mean, they're just, yeah, it's like everything else. You know, we watched the new, uh, the new Netflix movie with Ryan Reynolds and The Rock and Galvanized. It's exactly what you think it's going to be. Yeah. There's hardly any twist. Everything is predictable, but you know what? You mean there isn't a what's a twist? Shut your brain off. Have a good time. Yeah, you know, and like that. it's like if you like Reynolds doing that Ryan Reynolds thing, where oh he's whispering about it now. Like you'll enjoy it. Yeah. If you like The Rock being The Rock, you'll enjoy it. If you like Gal Gadot, well, I mean, you know, you'll like you, it. You, you'll like it. You know, I mean, like it's just it's it's it is there. There's nothing. You already know exciting. if you're going to like it. That's right. Based on the title, you've already made your choice. Yeah, you have. Just like uh, Ball made a very bold choice. Did I'll they though? It. Did they? Did they, they really make a bold a bold choice? They made a bold they choice. Were. I mean, I feel like this story comes up about every mm, fifteen to eighteen months. Uh, no, this one. Not this one. No. Mm. So basically, they have told breweries that if you want a twelve ounce can with your logo printed on it, you have to order. How much more was it? Lowe's? Five times as much. Five as you times used as to much order, and they gave all these breweries six weeks' notice because it stays takes effect January. So you're 1st. you're unhappy about this? Yeah, but you all completely understood why Goose Island wasn't giving Bourbon County to small shops. Oh, I completely understood why Bourbon County wasn't giving Goose Island to small shops. It's the same thing here. If you're a big buyer, we will do what you want us to do. Otherwise, no. But 
arbitrarily rate it, it's not like oh we're going to give you um bourbon county and then suddenly you're going to need to sell five times as much like with six weeks notice like you're going to need to make the notice this imaginary quota. That, yeah. um because let's face it a lot of these a lot of craft breweries in general don't have a whole like a, a ton of surplus storage space so <laughs> right. a lot of places that i know are kind of getting by on the little space they do have and suddenly if you want an order of cans you have to order five times the number of cans that you were in a, a given order what the fuck so where this really hurts besides the fact that they got to work five times as many you think about what most small breweries are doing they don't make the same beer Week after week after week after week. Right. The idea of 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 having that kind of franchise beer, it's not really prevalent as much in local microbreweries. Triple C, you know, they've got their two or three big ones that they make. Noda's got their two or three big ones they make. Birdsong the same way. But a lot of breweries don't have that flagship beer that's always there. Yeah. So they can't commit to something like this. Well, and not only that, but, you know, again, going back to space, because... Immediately, my thought was Divine Barrel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That little barrel room that they have that we use as a recording studio. That wouldn't be able to fit all of those cans. Nope. They would have to sit there and hold. Nope. And even if it could fit all those cans, how long is it going to take that brewery to empty that space out so that it's usable again? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's and- a big ask. And I'm sure... It's, you know, Ball is doing this. I'm not trying to paint Ball like they're, they're the good guy here because they're not. But they're making a business decision. They are. You know, it just, well, it hurts. It sucks. Well, and I think to me what is bullshit is the, the six weeks notice thing. Of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not telling these places six months. Because let's face it, it's not like they didn't know that this was going to happen. Right. And, you know, granted, and, I, and I'm curious, well, because I don't honestly pay attention to the cans and who makes them. Mm-hmm. Do you know off the top of your head if there's any breweries in Not town? Not off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. I'm just, I was just very curious if any breweries in, in Charlotte were using Ball because. I was saying, is there anybody else? I mean, I know Oscar uses Ball because they advertise it on there. Right. There's four or five other can manufacturers, but a lot of them are running on the same problem because this all comes down to aluminum shortage. Sure. And which I mean, look, let's be honest. Like, so remember when we all went to aluminum and was like, oh, great, cool. Everything's in cans now. We can recycle. Um, Except that, you know, doesn't always work out well. Right. Especially if they've got the uh, wraparound labels on them. You have to pull them off. You got the wraparound or you got the stickers, which unfortunately, this is just going to exacerbate the aluminum shortage because it's going to drive a lot of breweries to just buy blanks and sticker them. Now, is this going to... See, there are two things that uh, have also happened kind of behind the scenes. One is Ball is uh, rolling out the recyclable aluminum cup. And they hope to have a whole bunch of sporting venues, music venues, everything start to move away from plastic and moving towards recyclable aluminum cups. Right? So so suddenly, like, what could have been a craft beer can is now a recyclable aluminum oh it's it's a single use cup although it could probably it's going to have a better a better life getting recycled but it still has to get cleaned and you know and that's the real problem like we've talked about you know recycling 
not really being a thing anymore because nobody wants to have to go through all the work of cleaning everything yeah. to get it to where it can be easily recycled. I now, mean, aluminum cups. I mean, for for like home use, I could sure. totally see it. Oh, absolutely, would make perfect sense. Oh, yeah. Like I could get rid of like all these weird because let's face it, you everybody has your weird drinking cups that you've just yes. collected over the years. I got all these weird beer glasses that mm-hmm. sometimes I get out just for funsies. Yeah, exactly. And I'm the same way. Like it would be nice to have that, but in a sporting stadium, that just makes zero fucking sense to me. Okay, so um, I you know the nice thing about a plastic cup is if you're sitting next to me and you drink your beer and then try to smash me over that with a plastic cup, it don't hurt. Mm-hmm. Aluminum's not going to feel great. I don't feel great. What happens when people start trying to take those aluminum cans out? Yeah. You got to let that happen. You know, like, because to your point, you can get rid of all your stupid glassware. I mean, I, Scott got me a, I think it was, he might have even gone to Lagunitas one time and got me this like double walled, it, it's like a shaker pint, but it's aluminum. And, you know, it's got the stupid Lagunitas logo on it, but it keeps a beer cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, you know, when Is I'm it outside. Is the mountains? No. But when I'm outside, I mean, it's it's good to put a beer in. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that makes sense considering Ball just bought naming rights to what's now the Ball Arena in Denver where the Nuggets and the Avalanche play. Yep. So at least you won't – should you go see a Nuggets game, you won't have to suffer the indignity of drinking out of a plastic cup. You can instead drink out of a single-use aluminum cup knowing that that could have been a can that your favorite local craft brewery desperately needs. Hey, we're completely screwing over our, you know, indentured uh, customer base. However, you can use our aluminum cans at this basketball stadium that we just bought the naming rights for because that's cheap. Yeah. That's super cheap. Well, what I was going to say, I mean, like, I don't, guess... I'm not going to cry for you, you know, ball that you're hurting so much for money. I guess that's the other big point to, to make with this is you think about the embrace of the craft beer community towards the can movement of, you know, I was dumb excited when everything was getting moved into cans because we had no more light skunk. We had way fresher beer because we were sealed better than we were with caps. And so does this drive bottle? And, and that's what a lot of these small breweries are having to do is they're having to shift install uh, bottling lines again and going, hey, if this continues, I guess we're going back to bottles. I mean, at the end of the day, a brewery is a business that is going to look at everything that's out there and they're going to make a business decision. Some are going to use cans because it's still economically feasible for them. Right. But I won't be surprised to see many go away from that. And it's going to suck when you're a, a fledgling brewery that's trying to hang on and you're getting kind of priced out of being able to supply your product somewhere. Well, and it's going to suck for retailers, too, because think about a canned package versus a bottled package. You cannot get you can't stack bottled packages very easily. Yep. And they have just spent the last couple of years shifting everything to cans. Mm-hmm. Have fun with that. Yeah, this it's, is... it's it's a bad deal all around. I mean, you know. Having a store replanogrammed isn't the end of the world. They do it all the time. That's why, you know, every year when you go into your store, you're like, wait a second, wasn't this over here before? Yeah. And it's, it's all to get you to be looking at new things and buy things. But it's, it's it would definitely be interesting to see how this plays out and if there's any let up. You know, I think of some of these breweries that are in such a hurry to rush out the new one-off, even if the beer's not good. 
maybe they start holding some of that stuff back. Maybe it gives them a better name in the market if they're only putting out their best product. It's possible. But, you know, to, to go back to what you were asking earlier, is there anybody else other than Ball? Yes. There are four to five other can manufacturers out there. A lot of them do blanks. But the downside is, at least depending on how you look at it, um, a lot of those places aren't taking new customers anymore. So if you weren't already in the pipeline, then too bad for you. Yeah, if you aren't in the pipeline, then too bad for you. And in Ball's case... Um, even if you are in the pipeline, now you've got to buy five times as much as you used to to stay in the pipeline. Um, ball can suck my balls. Suck my balls. Speaking of companies that can absolutely lick me where the sun don't shine. Yeah. I, I yeah. Like your kneecap? Cause I know you wear jeans a lot. I, well, <laughs> ew. So we've talked about it on the show in the past. Um, and that's definitely the wrong lead in for me to have. But anyway, um, so suck my balls. Well, you know, McKellar, we've talked about McKellar in the past. They, they had some issues with people pulling out of their beer festival in Copenhagen. And, um, basically they were fostering a very shitty atmosphere at their San Diego based brewery for, um, a, a long amount of time. And the question always was, what did McKellar know when? And it turns out that what they admitted to in public, like, oh, we only found out about things like fairly recently. Uh, No, it turns out like they were aware of problems at their San Diego based brewery back in 2017. Didn't even decide to do anything about it until 2018. And then lied about the fact that they knew things like until many years after um man fuck mckeller i mean okay we've i mean we, not okay but i mean we've yeah. talked about this on the show before you know we even made some who knew that mckeller was going to end up being the actual evil twin right. Je- jeff i believe that was your joke uh, uh i mean it was a good one okay um it was but but boy the very evil twin um yeah. so Oh, we didn't know things were so bad and we're going to make steps to make things better. We didn't know that you all were going to find out that things were so bad. Exactly. And, you know, it's not only just this article. It's a good beer hunting article, so you know it's going to be... An essay. uh, Thorough. Thorough. Uh, Yeah, you know it's going to be a a, a long read and and heavily footnoted. But, But, you know, just in short... McKellar knew things were bad at their San Diego brewery years before they've acknowledged it being bad. And even when they were trying to make steps to fix things, they dragged their feet forever. And at this point it's, I mean, willful ignorance. It, it it reminds me a lot of what is, excuse me, currently going on with ActaBliz. And all oh, yeah. the shit of what's been going on there. Of I was like, who? Oh, right. Activision Act- Blizzard. Act- yeah, Activision Act- Blizzard. Got For it. those okay. of you not that are not gamers. Gamers. Or lead hacksaws. Welcome to the Internet Cyborg Party. That's Josh. Wait, no, we did that once. Yeah, we did that once. Oh, God. A long time ago. Uh, but, I mean, it's the same basic idea of, you know, a terrible, terrible things have been happening. People pretending that they haven't happened. 
And then finding out, oh, wait, you know that thing that we just found out about? Oh, it goes way further back than you could ever possibly imagine. And it's just gross. And I don't want to talk about it anymore because it really upsets me. All right, moving on. Yeah, it's a, it's a really long article. It's definitely worth your time. Just not exactly something we want to talk about too much on the show. Cause Especially we've, three white dudes. Well, yeah. And, and we, we've we have also, nothing to add to We've also talked about this on the show before, and this is... A, this bit of news is not like more news. It's just that it's worse than we thought yeah. or at least longer than we thought. Uh, this is an odd move that I wasn't quite understanding why Bud Light is deciding to make Texas branded cans and only Texas. But- because it's Bud Light. They will do this shit for anybody. And it's like, oh, hey, uh, you have a football team. We have a special football can for you. You know, like it's just it. it Bud. Bud does this to kind of goose sales, if you will, on occasion. Yes. Wow, that was almost a legit spit take. Pun, no, pun it was intended. not a spit take. It was a. It was close. It was a dribble take. I said a le- almost a legit spit take. Yeah. They they do this all the time to get people who will be like, oh, cool, it's Bud Light, but with the Texas logo on it. Awesome. You know, like, sure. Bud Light with insert team name here yeah. logo. Which we've seen done before with football, um, you know, rolling out cans for yeah, the Panthers football cans. market, but but yeah. rolling out one a branded can for a state. for the state, and not only that, but the news of this will be the only Bud Light can available in the state of Texas. Um, so what does that prove? So Bud Light is Texas. Are, are they watching in case Smokey and the Bandit takes them across the border or something like that? They go, <laughs> hey, wait, those are from Texas. No, they're not. No, they're not. So does that mean like when it comes time to roll it out? Now I can't remember if it's Illinois He's, or if it's uh, Texas Ohio Arcana. or if it's um, Texas Arcana. Maryland that has the pennant instead of an actual flag. Somebody please help me with this. Whatever. No, you're it's under. Like, does that mean it's going to be die. like three quarters of a can instead? It's going to have a weird shape cut out of the middle of it. Whatever. Yeah, totally. Uh, hit us up. In a I know what you're talking about. I think it is. It might be dot com or find me at all the wells. Tell me. It's got all the weird logos on it. I guess that's Maryland. I, is it or is it Maine? No. Okay. It yeah. Sounds like Maryland. Sounds like a Maryland thing. Yeah, it does. Kind of like this thing really confused me. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, oh boy. Um. Um, this is like you, I, I put in a lot of articles into the queue and you put all the ones that I wanted, wanted to hate on in the second show. Yeah. Well, yeah, cool. it's always better that way. Yeah, exactly. Once we get a few in us. Yes. Um, speaking of few in us, Guinness, <laughs> they're, they're claiming that, uh, this is the first time you could, their own little invention is the first time you could ever have a home tap of Guinness beer. Sure. And how um, much does it cost? Because that sounds like a great idea. 750 pounds. Or if you do the pound to dollar conversion, about the same anymore because the pound to the dollar okay, are, are about the same. Man, their uh, so, you know, currency really got pounded, huh? Hey, you know how much uh, you love Guinness, right? Aye. Uh, uh, wouldn't you love to spend almost $1,000 to have Guinness at home? You fucking nuts! So... This was what really bugged the nuts out of me with this, where you have Guinness saying, oh, it's the first time like it's an at-home draft system. It's the first time they've sold an at-home draft system. Except it's not an at-home draft system, because to get this beer poured, it comes delivered in an aluminum can. 
Yeah, so you're putting a can inside another can so that you can have a can while you have a can. Well, so wait, if you're I'm on the can, I'm randling. So, my, so, I'm randling my own. Guinness. No, no, it's it's not a like it's not like you pick up a keg and hook up a Guinness tap to it and you know have a, a nitrogen CO two blend. Imagine Keurig, but Guinness, and instead of it being a little K cup, it's an actual can of Guinness. And instead of it actually brewing anything, you just open it and put it in the machine and it just pours it into your glass. For $750. 750 pounds. 750 pounds. This can be yours. Yes. Fuck right yeah. off. Jeff is 100% right. That's that's what this is. It is a stand that allows you to preload a one of these Guinness-like charger cans, whatever, uh, into the top. And it handles all the pouring for you. So you just have to put your Guinness glass down below. Okay, I, I I will admit I just looked at the picture. I did not read this. I assumed this was a little bit more of a complex oh, device no. than this. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> you would be wrong. It it pour because, but it pours the beer for so you. So you know how like you know with these kind of cans with nitro in general, you need to pour hard, right? right? Like that's the whole idea. And it freaks people out when yeah. I do it. You crack the can, you turn it upside down, and you just dump that some bitch in a glass. Yeah. And what it, are you doing? No, 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 no you're just gonna go everybody. Like, this is exactly out. what. And they're like, oh, that's just like. Like when I get it at the bar. Like, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to do. You son of a bitch. Guinness spent years and tons of money to figure out the stupid little whip it in the can. Why you need to spend extra 750? I mean, like, well, yeah, because my, my whole argument was, um, number one, beer gas is readily available and easy to find. Number two, I'm pretty sure I could walk into any total wine in this city and buy a keg of Guinness. Number three, getting a little nitro tap would take me, I don't know. Maybe a couple of clicks on the internet. You're probably, <clears throat> let's say, let's say a hundred dollars worth of parts to to get all the tubing and the faucets and all the stuff to do a nitro tap. Yeah. Um. We'll say just for for safety's sake, another hundred dollars for a, a tank, like a new tank with that's that's filled with NO2. Um. And then a keg of Guinness is probably going to run you. Let's just say a hundred dollars for that as well. Okay, so there's $300. Now you go to the Lowe's and you buy like the three or $400 fridge. Now you've got a kegerator for the cost of having this thing that literally just opens your can for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, no lies detected. And if you had read this article, and everybody should, like, pause this. Go, like, rewind. Listen to everything that Jeff just said. He's right. Yeah, I really thought this was... I thought this was way more complex than what it hell really no. is. This honestly could have been one of your like guess if it got kickstarted, and I'd be like, hell no, <laughs> this is a this is bullshit. There's no way, ain't nobody doing this. Okay, I am just sitting here with my hand on my head, going. But here's here's what happens. Here here's where I think this this I don't want to say this fits, but what this is is it's that present. They they probably have very little money into this, and it's that gift. In that family that has this kind of money to throw around and they want to do something fun because the dude thinks he likes beer and he's into Guinness and there you go. What else are you going to get? The guy that has everything, your own Guinness pour a can for you. Yeah, because, you know, one of my favorite things is Guinness is different over in Ireland, which it is a little bit because of the water source. But I mean, other than that, if you try Guinness anywhere else in the world, it tastes identical. But everybody's like, oh, no, it tastes different in the UK than it does. No, no, it doesn't, sweetheart. It doesn't. (sighs) A a fool and his money are soon parted. Oh, shit. I was supposed to read this. 
You were, but I read it. Okay, and, good, because this is my article. I forgot what it was. And, and I am super pumped to talk about this one, too, because uh, you guys know what IPLs are? Uh, yeah. India Pale India Lager. Pale Lager. Uh-huh. So a hop, like a, 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 a lager that they sometimes use, like, IPA hops on. Yeah. But but are you ready for something different? But sure. Sure. But we're going to... Sure. Can we get rid of Hazy? Oh, this gets rid of Hazy, bro. Well, then I'm no, in. No, it doesn't. Son of a bitch. There, there, you can still have Hazy. Anyway. Well, I, I mean, technically you can. Yeah, you can still have brewed IPA, too. But they technically call this a cold IPA, uh-huh. which is using different types of malts to basically make an IPL. But they don't want to call it an IPL. Why? Because uh, IPL doesn't sell. Yeah. But it's the same so guy. Is that all it is? Thing. I saw it's that. an India Pale Ale that uses a lager yeast and then is lagered after fermentation is done at lager temperatures. But they're calling it an IP ale, like India Pale Ale. That's a lot. So shouldn't it be? I don't know a fucking IPL. <laughs> is that your Southern show? It's an IP ale. Do you mean an IPL? An IPA ale. That's IPA ale. Is that different from an IPL? An IPA ale. IPA ale. The cold IPA. You mean like what I have in the keyser over here? Like this 12-pack of celebration that I have? So this is That's all, a cold IPA, right? But this is all like marketing. It's really disingenuous marketing, too. Because oh, very, you're, you're asking very. people. It's a, an, an India Pale Ale <laughs> Lager. Like but, okay, but I'm you, sorry. You I really thought this was going to be more interesting. Oh no, this is it's a lot. It's lots oh. of fun. This is why I put it in show two because okay. I read it and I was like, oh, I can't wait for this. Fuck this. Because I, did, I didn't yeah. make it very far in the article. I saw it. and I'm like, I got to quick and hurry and get it in before Wells does. <laughs> and it's and I'm like, holy shit, he didn't get it in. Click 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 But this isn't like a, like where you have a steam beer where you have ale yeast and you're fermenting it at like lager temperatures. It's not like an alt beer where same situation this is an right. hybrid kind of thing this is what we were calling an ipl what a lot of breweries still call an ipl and now it's cold ipa just no it's not this is an ipl it's an idiopale lager next thing you're going to tell me that hazy ipa needs to have a different name and it's not really an ipa no okay damn it, i was hoping yeah you tried you tried uh, yeah, if the if juice ale, it's called if, a juice ale. If this thing becomes a style, then I'm kind of just, I think we shut this shit down at this point. Well, I, so to me then, I think what I'm hearing is this is somebody trying to market something that's already out there in a different way, hoping yep. to get some traction. Bingo. It won't take off. Yeah. There's no distinguishing factor between this and an IPA ale. I mean, an IPL. I mean, an IPA ale. IPA ale, y'all. IPA ale, y'all. Speaking of, um, well, would we really call this cultural appropriation? Because uh, I I read this and I kind of want to see a lot more of this. Uh, yeah, I do too. So the uh, headline of this next article is called "German IPA." It should be more of a thing, and I fully could agree. It be with more you. of a thing. I want it to be a thing. Let it be a thing. We're gonna be a thing. Oh my goodness! It's a okay. thing, George. So the idea is simple. It's an IPA that relies on German ingredients. Please. You mean like a Noble Hops IPA? Yes, please. There are so, you know, whenever you typically think of like German hops, Noble Hops, you know, you're, you're thinking more of like the grassy, you know, 
kind of hot, but that's just, you know, you're thinking of Pilsners, you're thinking of, you know, but what if Dare you Dare I say IPL? <laughs> IPL? <laughs> that would be freaking perfect. Right? <sighs> I just cracked the code. We've seen some German hop adjacent. I mean, Mandarin is the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, Highland did a, a man, all Mandarina IPA. Um, I mean, that's a, a German varietal. Sure. Um, but I would love because, ugh, God, show two. <laughs> so you're talking about a, an IPA base that's, you know, leaning heavy on just a clean Pilsner malt and you want something that's a hop showcase with, and I think this is going to be a little bit better with um, like a West coast style, mm-hmm. but you get like, you know, a, a Magnum, like you get a traditional bittering hop and, and then just do a lot of aroma hops. Like I don't understand why there aren't more German style IPAs. Out right. Heights about what, what's to stop them? Uh, ego. And, well, I mean, uh, stubbornness. I mean, you could make and, you know, copyright craft beer cast. If, if OMB or, you know, incoming Gilda want, want to say like, oh, we're going to make a, an IPA that's made with nothing but hops from Germany that doesn't use any sort of adjuncts. It's nothing but like, I mean, whenever, it's whenever easy I think enough about, to do, yeah, it's absolutely easy enough to do. So why aren't more people doing it? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. I mean, um, you know, that's. It's one of those things where, you know, I, I. I think at least most beer nerds probably have Germany on their list of. I need to go. Like, maybe not even for Oktoberfest. Sure. I need to go to experience like a true Hef. I need to experience a true Keller. I need to experience a true Pills. I need to experience. Some of these beer styles that have been around since the fucking 1800s, really. Right. right. 1800s. Well, God, I mean. 1600s. How long's Francis Conner been? I mean, in my lifetime, they're going to turn a thousand. I mean, I assume in my lifetime, I'm younger than y'all are. <laughs> he dies tonight. He dies tonight. <laughs> stabby, 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 knifey, knifey, knifey. Hey, God, this would be a bad episode for me to go out on on my way home. Like, hey, if he dies, he dies. He dies. <laughs> But, but I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things where like, why haven't people experimented more? Because we're experimenting with all these weird slushy beers and all this weird other shit that who really wants that? Where to me, just give me a plain noble hot IPA that is made with German malts and everything else. Yep. And I'd be all about it. We do every other one-off, you know, like most breweries have their, you know, Thirsty Thursdays or Small Batch Tuesdays or whatever. Thirsty Thursdays. Why, why it is they can't do more of this kind of style. And maybe because they're not set up to do it. That's probably part of it. But I, for one, would, would welcome it. I, you know, any more like the Italian Pilsner is probably one of my like favorite discoveries of this year. They're in two. It's great. It's great. It yeah. is not like it's not trying to be anything other than what it actually is. And it's just, it's just good. It doesn't, it's not stupid and crazy and off the wall and challenging. Like this is a beer you can give anybody that likes beer and they'd be like, yeah, I can get into that. Yeah. I I like this. Yeah. German IPA might be in the same boat. 
I, but, I, you know, I would be totally in for this. I, yeah, I'd totally try this. And it's not that German ingredients can only be used for German beer. I mean, Pilsner malt, for crying out loud, is... 90%? Eight, 90% of beers? 90%? Well, 90%. 90. You guys are terrible. Uh, what's the other... There's another one that's in a bunch of beers, too. I mean, we're talking just, like, baseball? I mean, yeah, yeah. There's another German baseball that is in, like... 90% of beers. I don't know. Maybe okay. I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. But I, I feel like German baseball beer, German baseballs are in a shit ton of beer styles that we try. Yeah. And why people have not tried to push this envelope further is beyond me. I don't know either. I mean, I, I would love to see a brewery, like a, a small craft brewery, just to a, uh, like a rotating, you know, German IPA feature. I mean, because there's because nobody else is doing this, you know. You could feature, um, like, here's something that it, West Coast style, like something that's clean, with a with a pronounced bitterness and a nice ar- aromatic finish, um, that you just kind of use like a, a standard bittering hop because a lot of these um, uh, German hops are typically lower alpha acid. So they aren't they aren't very good for bittering, but you know you you don't have to have a, a, a single hop IPA. You could just say, "Hell, they're all going to be bittered hop this way," and then finished with you know whatever noble hop that we have available. I mean, yeah. it, lots of options instead of having a big like piney uh, taste or a big piney uh, nose or a big citrus or a big you know. If you're messing around with Summit, like garlic or whatever, uh, instead you've got something that's just like grassy and floral and fresh. Yeah. Um, it can be super fun. Yeah. Super fun. And and again, nobody's doing this right now. Hey, Divine Barrel. Hey, make this hey you guys. Divine Barrel can make this beer. They'd kick ass at it. I mean, a lot don't, of Don't they kick ass at like a lot of beers? Correct. A lot but, of lager. But, but their lager oh, uh, beers, I mean, are quite good. But this isn't a lager. But... Okay, but the thing. But I guess maybe my point is, they have the knowledge and the understanding of how to make a a German style beer. That then translating this in IPA should be like a lot more comfortable for them Mm -hmm. than somebody who's just like like the Veil, who's doing nothing but making these like, you know, orange juice bomb melon juice bombs i don't think they would struggle with that some with some restraint and technical acumen it it's always frustrated me i mean always since i was working there why the hell didn't omb do like a german ipa why couldn't they have well they had that belgian pale ale for a while right Mm, belgian wasn't it Think, think about the brewery no no they had some kind of pale ale, some kind of pale, something. I don't know. That was Showtime. that was hopped a little differently, and but why not lean into it? Why not just yeah. say, "Hey, we're going to," you know, it's it's made with all German ingredients, and it just tastes like an IPA. Yeah, because it is. It's just yeah, not a an American quote unquote IPA. Exactly. It's a There's IPA. absolutely nothing to stop them. Nothing's ever stopped them, aside from pride. If yeah. you ask me. All right, final story up. 
Wells? Brooklyn. Brooklyn Brewery is getting ready to roll out a mixed pack of non-alcoholic beer for dry January. Or just in time for dry January, right. if you will. Right. I always forget that's a thing. And then I get on social media and I'm like, oh, right. I take January off of social media. Or you Almost. take January off of drinking, but either way. Yeah. Why well, not both? But if you take if you weren't drinking during dry January, why would you take social media off? Because then you couldn't tell anybody you were doing. That's fair. That's fair. So so Brooklyn has a non-alcoholic beer pack. So if it's January and you don't want to drink. But you want to get really close to drinking without actually drinking. I mean, I guess this is like the lap dance of. Of, of drinking it's, like it's like a lap dance where you don't get a hand job. I don't get to touch anything and nothing, you know, but, at, but at the end of the day I had like something that kind of tastes like a beer. Cool. Awesome. As, as much as you, and this is why I specifically chose this article because I've seen so many different breweries, oh, right. um, untitled arts. The first one that comes to mind that are low. Like whenever I think of, Non-alcoholic beer, I, I take like Odul's, Odul's is the first thing. Come, Odul's and rolls. that stuff tastes oh, like crap. But here they're rolling out a Pilsner, Hoppy Amber, IPA, and Hazy IPA as part of their four-pack. I've seen similar such varied style efforts from Untitled Art. And here's my challenge. I would like to have a sober show obviously not too so, so you know it's real because he wants to do a challenge fucking millennial <laughs> oh my god oh my god only if you put it on tiktok well i mean we we can have a sober show and then of course show two we you know really lean into catch up whatever um i mean look i you know so after going through and in submitting you all all of us to the punishment of the seltzer show yes I'm not opposed to doing a non-alcoholic show. Because it's supposed to taste like beer. Because it's supposed to taste like beer. And we can do the same thing with the seltzer, you know, yeah. regardless of what it is, what it's made from, all that kind of stuff. Is it good? Would we buy this? I mean, we've tried hop water. Yep. We've, we've tried some of this other stuff that is... Yeah, yep. I did bring in two of the seltzers from um, um, not Untitled yep. Art. No. Artisanal? No. It's out oh. west. No, we had the Lagunitas from, one. Well, that that was another one they did. Hop but. water, but I know it's um, uh, it, it's uh, still water. Still, still water. water. There we go. So they did an East Coast and they did a West Coast hopped um, version, like a non alcoholic like a seltzer, like non alcoholic. Um, I didn't hate those. I mean, we had it on the show. I didn't think they were. I didn't think they were bad. Um, I but, mean, I I will tell you right now, I I would be interested in trying this. I still don't understand the point of it. I don't, to be 100% honest with you, because you guys know the situation I went through. Uh, if I was in a situation where I wasn't going to drink, you, you, you remember. I, so I would just drink water. Yeah. But to me... Like, what is this doing for me? To me, like, you know, if, if I find myself, like, awake and by myself at night, and I just want to, like, watch a movie, and I, not that kind of movie stuff... Um, Are you talking about hand jobs again? Oh my god! We're just like, yeah, bro. You know, I'm stuck in the washer again. We're just like want to watch a movie, and 
maybe I'm not ready for water, but I also don't need like a quadruple dry hop, triple IPA. Like, you know, but I still want to taste something that's not my stepbrother. Like maybe I just reach for um, a non-alcoholic beer that hopefully tastes better than no duels. Well, but so if they're, but if you're making a hazy IPA version of a non-alcoholic beer, like I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, it, it, I'm more me, curious I, about trying this than I'm a stepbrother. So, I mean, I I see your point. To me, it's just like if you're to that point where you don't want to drink, then just grab a seltzer water, like grab a lime or a lemon seltzer water. I don't have pretty much seltzer has, at my house. I'm, I'm a we're a beer household, goddammit, and liquor. Well, I'm not saying a hard seltzer. I'm saying just a normal seltzer from Harris Teeter or from anywhere else that makes them. They're lemon or lime flavored ones that are very similar to having a hop. So why not just get one of those instead? Because it's, well, in Seltzer's case, it's the carbonation. Um, it is a I little more aggressively like, carbonated. I yeah. don't like things that are that fizzy. If I want something that fizzy, I'm going to reach for a soft drink. I don't drink soft drinks. Well, like, pour or I try it into not to a glass. Anymore. It'll kill the carbonation quite a bit. Or, or... If I'm in the mood for a beer, but I'm not in the mood for alcohol in my beer, maybe one of these is an option. I mean, I don't know. And and I won't know until I try it. I mean, I, 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 I'm in to try it. For, I, am, for, I am in to try it. For Brooklyn to be throwing down and saying, hey, here's a mixed four pack. You have my attention. Yeah. And as to whether or not you're going to have my money, that's that's a whole other story. I mean, just because... You make it, it, it could still just taste like diet garbage. Which is so, which honestly, is much better than full calorie garbage, I gotta admit. I mean like Honestly, that's fully what I expect these to taste like is garbage. Because yeah, I've never had a good one of these beers. Quote I, unquote. Yeah, I don't I can't say I've ever had a non alcoholic beer that tasted very good, but then again like when I think of non-alcoholic beer again, it's it's a very narrow scope, and if enough breweries are saying, you know, I, I think I'm more supportive of a brewery trying their hand at non-alcoholic beer than I am a brewery trying their hand at hard seltzer. Mm, fair enough. I mean, I would, I would. So you want to expand your market unconventionally, please. I mean, I. I judge. I would judge a brewery less for doing a non-alcoholic beer than I would a hard seltzer. Took me wait, way, way too long. Oh god! <laughs> All right, are we ready for break? Let's do it. Oh, we're definitely ready for break. We'll be back at thirty. Jeez. I know my I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. Uh, it shows you we get loosey goosey. A little bit. A little bit. And we might have gotten a little loosey goosey. But, anyways, it's a pretty simple scale. Uh, we buy or we know buy. It's a one or a zero. It's a very binary system. Sometimes we 
bring our own beer. Sometimes listeners donate it. If you ever want to donate, contact at craftbeercast.com. Hit us up. We could do some trades. Jeff, first beer up. Uh, speaking of listener donated beer, uh, thanks to Scott in Spokane for sending us a bottle of beer from a brewery called For the Love of God. For the Love of Okay. This one's called Casting Stones. It is a mixed fermentation sour aged in Malbec barrels with apricots and vanilla beans, bottle conditioned with champagne yeast and local honey. Brothers, this has a lot going on with it. Um, I very much enjoy it, and it makes me want cheese real, real bad. What kind of cheese? Um, I'll take some goat. I'll take some brie. Um, baked brie? Baked or, or not. Um, I might even take like a slice like a very thin amount of some blue. Um, this is real good. Um, I believe, if memory serves, I think this is a fairly new spot up. Uh, yeah, up in Spokane. So, uh, Beercation 2.0. Um, Got to nice. check this place out, I think. Real good. I really liked it. I would buy this for sure. Wells? Super tasty. I am a buy. Although I will say the vanilla in this absolutely threw me for a curveball i wasn't expecting it i would have i still would like to see a non-vanilla version of this but i like it i mean i can't believe that i like it but i do um those are my thoughts josh what are yours i'm very curious yes where do you think i where do you two think i land on this I don't as, think as like the it. guy that doesn't like sours. I don't think you like this. Um, I, I think it's a little too much for you, uh, especially coming off the last show, this being the first beer. Like, it gave me a little bit of jaw clench, and I know you don't like that. You're dead on right, but it's still good. I mean, it's... A, no, they're always good. You just don't like them because you're a monster. It is a well-made beer. Uh, and maybe it's the apricot thing that is just like the, the you know, jaws clenched. Uh, this is a little too much, a little too tight. Uh, I hate no buying this beer because honestly, this is probably one of the best sours I think I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, and I totally can respect that because there's, you know, I feel like that's where I land with a lot of these hazy and new England IPAs. There are times that I can appreciate it being a good beer. I just, I wouldn't buy it because I, I don't enjoy it. Right. But I yeah. can appreciate it for being good. Absolutely. Uh, next beer up. Uh, next beer up. <laughs> How do you pronounce this? How do you pronounce that? Is that like the Vazen Defendrins? Vasen, Vasen, Vasen. Invasive? Gluten, gleepen, gloppen, gloopen. Vasen Defendrins. Um, this is Velvet Walrus with Hazelnut Coffee, uh, an Imperial Milk Stout. Uh, second beer up, and we're on an Imperial Milk Stout already. Aged in bourbon barrels, no less. Yeah. Um, I don't know really if I got a ton of bourbon barrels, but the hazelnut, the coffee, uh, the milk stout, definitely all there. This is really good. I, I would definitely buy some of this if I was in town. Um, this is another one that you brought back from Richmond. Yes. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Buy from me. Wells? It's uh, weirdly smooth. Um, Why is that weird? It's an imperial milk stout. Well, sure. But anytime you throw in like bourbon barrels and um, a flavored coffee, you just don't know how things are going to go. Um, but it's weirdly smooth. Uh Whereas I was expecting them to go with hazelnuts and coffee. This was a hazelnut flavored coffee blend that they went yes, with. Correct. And if that doesn't make all the difference to me, this is a real smooth sipper. You barely know that it's over 8%. You barely know that it's bourbon barrel aged. 
Um, this is this is an easy beer. This is something that I could sit down and finish the rest of this crawler easily. Um, uh-huh. It's it's a nice little it's a nice little beverage. I really enjoyed it. I'm a buy. Josh, your thoughts. So we are recording this a couple of days before Thanksgiving. Uh, this reminds me of my Irish coffee that I pour on Thanksgiving morning mm. of just being nice and smooth and not overly boozy. Yep. Um, and typically the monster that I am, it's all it's cold pressed, even though it's, you know, so that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, the monster you are, you're, you're rolling out the red carpet. My God. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, the monster that I am, you know, I'm driving a Ferrari, you know, whatever. Well, you guys always make fun of me because I don't. No, like, we make fun of you no matter what, Josh. You should I be know, used to that I by know. now. I don't like coffee, but I, I love cold press coffee. As you should. Yeah, it's correct. And and this is basically my cold press coffee on Thanksgiving morning. So, uh, yeah, um, I could just replace this and then throw some caffeine into it and. I'd be well, like do a Red Bull shot or something. Yeah, like something. I mean, Monster. damn, this is good. Absolute buy. So I crunched up a bunch of Excedrin and. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I put some Tylenol PM in it. It's going to be a fun day. Next beer. Woo! Thankfully, fam is not coming over. Um, From Trophy. Now, we haven't had a Trophy beer in a while. It's been a hot minute. Trophy out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, This is called Gravity Always Wins. It is a barley wine that has been aged for one year in Weller 12 bourbon barrels. Hello there. Uh, this is quite tasty. I like it a lot. It is what I love about uh, barrel-aged barley wine. It is chewy and caramely. And, um, what, a, what a good marriage. What a good set of barrels they got. What a good barley wine. I really enjoyed this a lot. Big buy. Wells? Um. Tip of the hat to Trophy for selling this as a two-pack of cans rather than a four-pack. $82. I mean, sometimes, you know, buying four of barrel-aged barley wines, like, oh, That's man. That's a risk. It is. But I had uh, the double block on draft and was like, I'm just going to get the barley wine because I know I'm going to love this. This is really tasty. I'm glad that I have an additional one to put away. Super smooth, even though it's 10.4% and uh, barrel aged for over a year. Um, it's it's just really good. I know Trophy can do great beer, and this is and they one. have they've proven that. And this is one of those. It's definitely one of the beers that they made that are good. Uh, Josh, yeah, this is. Definitely team English barley wine. Uh, it's dainty. It's nutty. It's boozy. It's delicious. I want to swim in it. I want it hooked into an IV after I drink my Irish coffee in the For morning sure. so I could just be drunk all day on Thanksgiving. So. Absolutely. Th- this, as a two-pack over the course of a Thanksgiving day, oh, you could do a lot worse things. Yeah. Big, huge buy. You may not remember Thanksgiving, but... Yeah, who, who needs to? Final beer up. Final beer up. Um, thanks to Scott for sending a bottle. So sometimes he'll be at the bottle shop. He'll be like, hey, I'm at the bottle shop. Any of this stuff interests you? And I'm like, hello. That interests me. I didn't even know what it was, other than I saw that it was Fremont's 12th anniversary, Stout with Cherries. Um... <clears throat> the label says this is an exclusive blend of barrel-aged imperial stouts. 
One of the stouts is aged in 8 to 10 year old Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. One of the stouts is aged in 8 to 10 year old Heaven Hill bourbon barrels with tart Montmorency and dark tart cherries from Royal Ridge Fruits in Royal Washington. And the other stout is aged in ex bourbon vanilla extract barrels. Now, this show has had a couple of very um, aggressive flavored beers. And so coming off of that wild, moving into the hazelnut coffee, moving to the barrel aged barley wine, and then coming to this, my first sip was like, mm, I'm not sure I like this. Then I let it, you know, kind of sit, sip a little more, sip a little more. And I grew to like it a lot more. I think uh, on its own, especially this is a bottle. Um, I, I would buy another one of these for sure. This is this is enjoyable. It is cherry without being overtly cherry. The vanilla and the bourbon uh, barrel is a little more prominent. Um, I really enjoyed it. So it's a buy for me. Wells. I, I don't think I've ever no bought a Fremont on the show. Uh-oh. Uh, to me, like, it's like, I like the cherry, but I want more. And I actually actively dislike the vanilla in this. Um, I think vanilla need to take a back seat or just get the fuck out of the car. Mm. This is this. It tastes like somebody spilled Robitussin and ice cream. And I, I, Absolutely cannot co-sign this. I'm a little disappointed. Um, I love Fremont, and I'm absolutely crushed that this beer sucks so hard. Um, so there's no buy and suck so hard. That's another level. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't have anything else to say about this. That's nice, Josh. Your thoughts? It's so weird that you mentioned Robitussin because I couldn't figure out where this taste was coming from, but I get that same vibe it it's a good beer that all of a sudden takes this weird turn on the end of you're going um i didn't ask for this <laughs> i didn't sign up for this sir why are you pulling off into a dark parking space sir, sir no no no, no. It's, yeah so i think it's the, the difference between vanilla bean and the vanilla extract barrels yeah i can't get over the extract nation the extractiveness i mean the 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 cherries tasted good like they weren't like fake it wasn't a fake cherry taste for sure i i know fake cherry Mm -hmm. i know fake vanilla and fake vanilla was screaming out loud like i'm here i'm here i'm here which is a bummer yeah from fremont yeah like i said after i got a couple sips into it that kind of died off for me and maybe i just got immune to it but i understand like i i do taste it i know where you're coming from that said i you know I stand by my choice. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I'm not coming it. from this. I know you're not. All right, Semfrat, I tap that pretty simple out of the beers that we drank on the show. Gentlemen, what would you put on your kegerator at home? So, Jeff. I feel like there's one thing that always wins, and it's going to be that gravity. It's not just a good idea, it's the law. Fair enough. Well, uh, something about 9.8 meters per second squared. It can't. It keeps being rounded. Um, gravity does always win. Josh. Go 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 go. No. 
I mean, come on. It's that, gonna be so good. that Gravity Wins is. You remember that band, Gravity? No, wait, that was the show. Gravity Kills. Gravity Falls? No, I was thinking of the show and then Gravity Kills. Do you remember that one song, Gravity Kills? Yeah, they made? had one song. It was like in the Matrix soundtrack or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gravity Kills in the Spirit Kills. This I is, used to watch a band called Fighting Gravity. They were good. This is delicious. Clean Still, we're doing trophies. Trophy would get a trophy. Hey, oh! They would just turn it into a tap handle. Cool. All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Crabbeercast.com. Come check us out and listen to our old episodes if you like. And uh, meanwhile, uh, check us out. We've got a subreddit, uh, we've got a Patreon, we've got a Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. Tell a friend. Just, if you listen to this and you like us, tell a friend. Um, thanks for that. Meanwhile, uh, if you want to. Work out a beer trade or something like that. Slide into Josh's DMs at CBcast on the Twitter. Wells, where can they find you? You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at all the Wells. Also Venmo and PayPal. I don't know. I'll throw it out. Yeah. And uh, I guess only and only fans. All right. And fans only. Oh, you know the alternative platform. I am learning about this for the first time. Be right back. Josh, where are you going to find you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshDC. Uh, we've said all the things, so yeah, I don't know what else to say. We will talk to you guys next Thursday.